Welcome to the Lovish Podcast, a practical weekly podcast centered on mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Now, sis, I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode of the Lovish Podcast. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to let you guys know what's going on. If you have listened to last week or the week before, you know that we were doing a live relationship Q&A. This week's episode is the audio from the live Q&A. If you prefer to watch the video and see the questions up on the screen and hear all of the interactions, the video is up on YouTube. But if you prefer to simply listen, then you can do that here. Know that some of the bloopers and the mistakes and things that happen on a live show are going to be edited out for your listening pleasure. So it is all up to you, but I am going to bring you in to our live chat right now. Everybody part mainly from Illinois. Okay, let's jump into the questions. Okay, so living in Arizona. Okay, Queen is living in Arizona. So I'm going to get right to it. This was a two-part question that was submitted uh, in advance. Tuning in live from Illinois. Okay, when someone says they feel connected to him or her, how would you describe a connection between a man or a woman? So I think that this term of connection is subjective. Like how I view connection is going to be totally different from the way that you view connection. Bridget says, great seeing you live. It is great to have you live. I'm super excited that I get to read you guys live comments and feedback and things. So back to answering our question. Um, so this connection, this concept of connection, I feel like based on our childhood experiences, we are going to perceive connections differently. And it also brings into play our love languages. So if my love language is acts of service and your love language is uh, physical touch, the way that I perceive connection might be, I feel very connected to you because you picked me up from work versus the way that you perceive connection could be just because we held hands on the way home from work. Hi, Elizabeth. Happy to have you here. So does that make sense? Type a two in the chat if that makes sense. If it makes sense, how you feel connected. I think the deeper part of this question is, do you feel like this relationship is of substance? I feel like that's probably what the person is trying to ask when they're talking about a deeper connection. And I would say you probably should start with what your expectations are for the relationship. A lot of times we see somebody, we think they pretty fine. We like how they look, you know, then we go out with them. They pretty funny, et cetera, et cetera. And that's good, but we don't really look for what we want in a relationship. 
right? And so we have to be aware of what we want in a relationship before we actually jump into relationships. If you guys have been following me for any length of time, then you know that I say all the time that relationships are about expectations. Okay. Bridget says that that makes total sense. Yes. Thank you. So you guys know that relationships are about expectations, right? So if they are about expectations, that means that we need to know what it is we're actually requiring of somebody. Otherwise, it's kind of unfair for us to get upset when they don't meet our expectation if we never communicated that with them, right? Okay, so here's the two-part question. Do you believe that there is a pattern of people that you fall for? I'm going to take this. I'm going to break this down because if you guys are looking on YouTube or Facebook, you guys can see the question going across the screen and you see that it's pretty long. So I'm going to take the first part. Do you believe there's a pattern of people that you fall for? Yes, absolutely. I think that, again, based on a lot of different things, how you were raised, um, experiences that you've had, uh, how you view relationships and what you tend to feel like is someone that is safe for you. So let's say that, um, you know, I, I feel like I am attracted to people that are always ending up in heartbreak for me, because that is a common question that I get, you know, in uh, therapy. Why do I always fall for, let's just say the wrong guy, you know, <laughs> I'm going to just generalize and say the wrong guy. And I'm going to say, again, we have to go back to those expectations. And I think it can be very deceptive if we're not really paying attention throughout the dating process, because let's be real, like it feels really good to get caught up with butterflies and stuff like that. Um, when you're at the beginning of a relationship, y'all know what I'm talking about? Type in the chat if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it feels good to get lost in the emotion of it all. So sometimes when we're lost in the emotion of it all, that can take away, it can put blinders on us. All we see is the person in front of us and we're not paying attention to these red flags. So y'all have seen, if you have any interaction with social media, you've seen those red flag posts that come up, <laughs> you know, like, oh, he said this red flag. She did this red flag. We're not paying attention to that because we're caught up with the butterflies of the relationship. So we have to be paying attention to the patterns. Bridget says, yes, the butterflies. <laughs> okay. So, um, paying attention first and foremost. And I actually had this conversation the other day with one of my clients who was talking about how she started to date this guy that she felt like was outside of her typical pattern because, you know, the guy was in therapy too and things were going well for a while. But then she realized that they had formed a trauma bond. And if you guys don't know anything about a trauma bond and what that is, a trauma bond is essentially um, what happens when you bond over your past hurt. So it can more than likely end up toxic if you're not paying attention. And if two people are not intentionally trying to work against, you know, the trauma bond. So you have to be mindful of that as well. Okay. Queen says that's a fact. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So really just being aware, paying attention, being very intentional. You know, if you're if you're saying that you want to break a negative dating cycle, then that means that you want to date differently. So if you want to date differently, you should probably start trying to meet people in different places than you always go to meet them. So let's just say, for example, you always meet people through an app. Maybe you want to switch it up and you give somebody the time of day at a grocery store or you know, the type of person that you're looking for, you need to be looking in the type of place that they will be. Bridget says, wow, a trauma bond. Yes. I think that it happens more often than we know because we're not paying attention. And by the time we realize that it's a trauma bond, it's too late. So again, paying attention to what's happening in the relationship, you know, where we're meeting the person. So let's say if I say, I want to meet somebody who is on my same financial status. Now, obviously, there's no guarantee that somebody's going to be on your same financial status. You know, you just got to pray and hope you run into them. <laughs> but um, let's just say you want to. So you're probably not going to be looking at people that are in I don't want to say you're not going to be looking at people that are in uh, lower level work positions. If you're looking at somebody that's in a higher level or if you are at a mid level income and you want someone also at a mid level income, because let's say you feel like money changes you. You're not going to be looking at a high level person, you know, and then on the same token, someone could want to be financially stable, but not want to date someone with work patterns that keep them, you know, at work all the time in that CEO role. So it's really about just paying attention to what you want in the relationship and what you're doing, right? So it seems like those are the ones you are always drawn to and you fall into the cycle of the wrong one. That was the first part of that question. So I'm going to share with you the second part of that question. Y'all, I have to delete these questions as I'm going through because I've been confused myself, okay? <laughs> okay. And the second part is when you try something that you don't usually fall for, you just really don't like that either. <laughs> is there any way to break that cycle? So I'm gonna go back and repeat here and say the way that you break the cycle is to be intentional. Now, I really think that we think about accountability in um, other areas of our life, but we don't think about accountability with dating, right? And so what that might look like to help you break some of those patterns is maybe talking to a trusted friend. And I have to say trusted friend <laughs> because... I know that there's like this social media thing happening right now where we feel like, oh, this person is a hater. Everybody's toxic. Nobody's rooting for me. That's just not true, sis. It's just not true, right? You do have some people that are rooting for you, even if it is few and far in between. So with that in mind, you want to talk to some of these people and ask them, you know, okay, these, these are the things that I want when I'm dating. How can you help me to be more intentional about finding the right person? 
right? Like I will promise to be honest with you and talk to you <laughs> when I'm meeting somebody and let you know if I see a red flag. But I want to point something out to you guys. That means that, again, like we just said, you have to be willing to be honest because if you're not being honest, then none of that is actually going to work, right? I could say, hey, girl, I need accountability all day. But if I'm not going to be real about something that came up, then do I really want accountability? Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Just going to sip a little bit of coffee here. Mm -hmm. Again, if you have any questions that you want to submit about relationships of all kinds, go ahead and submit it. And I will do my best to get to it. So really, you have to be intentional about breaking the cycle. You have to be honest. I would definitely recommend that you get someone to um, keep you accountable in the relationship. And we don't like accountability, y'all. But if we want our relationships to grow and flourish, we have to be willing to be held accountable. Right. And then y'all already knew this one was coming. Let me just show y'all. I got on my therapy is lit hoodie. Yes. So y'all already know therapy says go to therapy. <laughs> Why are we fighting against the gray, hunty? Now they have all types of therapeutic resources out there. They have therapy that you could do from the comfort of your home. They have therapy, of course, that you can use your insurance for apps that you could type and text and chat people through like there are a lot of resources out there. So there is really not an excuse for diving deeper and trying to really understand what it is in you that might be attracted to this type of person. And whether, like we talked about earlier, that's a trauma bond or whether that's actually something that, you know, you want in a person. Something that comes up a lot of times when I am talking to successful women that uh, were born in quotation marks, the hood, you know, and they're successful, you know, they've hit or gone over the six figure mark. Something that comes up a lot is who am I without the struggle? I have women that literally cry in my office because they're having an identity crisis, not understanding who they are without this piece of their story. And if we're being honest, that's a scary space to be in, you know, but your responses, for example, as you generate more income, you know, coming to the point where it's like, okay, I don't have to manage money the ways that I did back then. I'm not that same person that I was. And so achieving this level, it becomes now, who am I without the struggle? Who am I if I don't have to be working paycheck to paycheck? And the beautiful part of that, if that is you and you are listening, is you get to define who you are, baby girl. You are in a beautiful point in your journey. That means that you get to explore who it is that you want to be. You get to pray and ask God, God, who are you calling me to be in this season? And then you get to walk that out. That's actually, even though it's a vulnerable place to be in, that's kind of scary. It's also a really good place to start over. Before we get to our other questions, we are going to pause and have a um a word from our sponsor for this episode. 
This episode is brought to you by the Confident Bay app. I created this app to provide a safe space for women of color struggling with prioritizing themselves. Inside of the Confident Bay app, you're going to gain access to exclusive content such as workshops, replays, Convey TV, a private digital cafe to connect with other women, journal prompts, affirmations, daily reminders, and so much more. The best part about using the app? It's free! That's right, girl. You get 24-7 access to a squad of like-minded women for free. No more subliminal Facebook rants, boo. Here you can take the mask off and be yourself. Sis, what are you waiting for? Hit the link in the show notes and download the app today. Okay, so really quick for those of you that are on Instagram, I just shared about the Confident Bay app. Um, that is an app that I just launched on Monday. Woohoo! And uh, shout out to the 86 people that have downloaded the app. Yes, I see y'all out here. Y'all better slay, okay? <laughs> and shout out to the people that are already very active inside of the chat. So um, we just talked about therapy, right? We talked about support and accountability. The Confident Bay app brings you that. And there's a free component and a paid component. But the free component, you still get access to the squad. You get access to a ton of other great resources as well. So y'all check out the Confident Bay app too, okay? The next question that we have, how can I fix my relationship with my dad? We've never had a good relationship, but recently he said he wants to work on it. So I guess my first question would be to the person that submitted this question, hey, Tiff, is do you want to work on your relationship with your dad? <laughs> Are you in a position where you can work on your relationship with your dad? So this goes back to, again, therapeutic resources, supportive tribe, people that can help you process your thoughts, process your emotions. If you have no clue what I'm talking about when I say processing your thoughts or your emotions, I'm going to need y'all to go back, go to thelovishpod.com and check out, I think it was episode 14, how to process your emotions. Go check out that episode because you're going to need to process through some of your own emotions about, you know, how you feel. You can't try to force yourself to reestablish or establish a relationship with your father if you're not in a good headspace to do so. Now, I am not saying that that means that the relationship is going to be perfect or that, you know, you're going to have to be in a perfect headspace to even do that. You might be in a jacked up headspace, but if something is like, okay, I feel like I need to work this out. Or if you feel like Holy Spirit is telling you, go ahead and get that situated, then you need to do it. But you need to do it with some caveats in place. So again, I feel like y'all always gonna hear me go back to expectations. It's like, <laughs> so at this point, y'all already know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna have you say, what do you want it to look like? Because one thing that I feel like um, parents forget, and I pray to God that I never forget this as my children get older. I feel like parents forget that children can choose whether they want a relationship with you or not. 
I'm going to say that one more time. Children can choose whether they want a relationship with you or not. Okay. So that means that how you treat them in the childhood matters for when they become adults. If you were not the best parent and now you want to try to reclaim the relationship, that's great for you. And I would say, do all that you can do, you know, to try and reclaim that relationship and fix that relationship. However, you also have to be respectful if your child does not want to repair the relationship or if your child wants time. So really figuring it out, do I even want to reestablish this relationship? And if I do, what do I want the relationship to look like? Okay, yeah, most people call their dads every day or blah, 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 whatever. Like, uh-huh, but that doesn't mean that you have to do that. Bridget says, whoo, children can choose. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Children can choose. <laughs> That's what we forget. And, and even now, I think this is something that happens often in like communities of color. We look down on parents that actually give their children options. Now, I'm not saying let little Johnny run all over you. That's not what I'm saying, sis. <laughs> but what I am saying is we have to be honest, right? We have to be respectful. We have to give children choices and we got to be honest about when we haven't been respectful with our children. So I'll give you guys an example. Today, my three-year-old, I'm pulling out shirts. No, 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 no. And I could pick a shirt for him to wear, but I just wanted to give him a choice today. So he kept saying, no, no, no. And then finally I was like, okay, child, it's getting old. So I held up two shirts. I said, this one or this one. So he was still allowed to choose, but he was allowed to choose on his, on my terms, but also something that he wanted to do. And, you know, that's not how every morning goes. Y'all don't get it twisted. Every morning he ain't picking out his clothes, child. <laughs> but sometimes it's okay to give children a choice. Even if it's a choice between some things, two things or three things that you decide are okay. They need boundaries still, but you have to also be respectful. So now if you weren't respectful or if you weren't present, it's just not okay for you to now try to uh, press your convictions on your child. Tiffany says, we have to give them the same things we will want. They are smaller versions of us. Yes, they are. Queen says they are watching us even though it doesn't look like they are. Yes, absolutely. That's good. Choosing on your terms. Bridget says that. Okay. All right. Great. So essentially, you know, if you need therapeutic resources to repair your relationship with your dad, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to seek out those resources. If you need support and you're not in a good headspace and you need some time, it's okay to say that. All right, sis, I hope that you have enjoyed this relationship Q&A live. If you would like to finish listening to the rest of this, I want to invite you to head on over to my YouTube channel at Sita Hood and finish watching the rest of the Q&A. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week.